Hello, today is Friday, February 16th, and welcome to episode 298 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debate shaking up America. I'm NSI Senior Fellow Lester Munson. I'm joined today by NSI's Deputy Executive Director, Jessica Jones, and my fellow Senior Fellow, Morgan Vigna. Also, I want to point out that Executive Director and Founder of NSI, Jamil Jaffer, is joining us on a special arrangement from Germany. We were not expecting this. We are all delighted to have Jamil with us this morning. Thrilled. I am thrilled to be here. Uh, and so uh, what a great spot to talk about Russia from, Jamil. Let's talk about uh, recent developments we've seen from Moscow. Uh, notably today, uh, Friday, this morning, we are getting news that Alexei Navalny, who was recently moved to a prison in the Arctic Circle, may be dead. The Russian government has announced that he has passed away. His supporters say, don't believe the government. Uh, Jake Sullivan notably came out this morning and said, we do not have confirmation that Navalny is dead. However, I think it is fair to say it is likely he is dead. It is, uh, I think, reasonable to conclude that Vladimir Putin has essentially murdered his main political opponent. Uh, he has done this while notably American uh so-called journalist Tucker Carlson is in Russia, having just interviewed Putin and remarked on the amazing cleanliness and uh, affordability and technology of Moscow grocery stores. And I don't mean to treat this uh, with humor here, but that, that, is a, that is a notable thing. Also, this incredible story over this week about Congressman Mike Turner, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, coming out and saying the administration should declassify this weapon system that Russia has deployed into space that may involve nuclear power or nuclear weapons and an ability to uh, attack other satellites. The nature of that is still the exact nature of that is still unknown, but the administration has confirmed that there is a Russian weapon system they are developing that is of concern, is not an immediate concern, has not yet been deployed. It would not threaten any American lives directly right now. Jamil, I want to go to you. You worked for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, or HIPSI. Uh, what are your thoughts about this startling re revelation from Chairman Turner and the administration's reaction to it? Well, you know, Les, it's, it's, it feels a lot like the 80s, right? It feels a lot like the Cold War. You've got Russia developing a nuclear system in outer space to attack satellites, you know, sort of sounds like uh, the Reagan Star Wars program. Uh, you've got you've got the, the head of Russia killing his, his political opponents, putting them first in the Arctic Circle, right in Siberia, as we used to say back in the 80s, um, and then killling them. I mean, this feels very 1980s. Of course, the only difference is that unlike unlike now in the 1980s, Republicans in Congress, frankly, Democrats in Congress, Everett in Congress was aligned on pushing back and opposing Russia. Now you've got this weird scenario where where President, former President Trump is on the campaign trail saying, you know, look, I'm going to let Russia do whatever they want as long as the Europeans don't pay their fair fair share in NATO. Right. I'm going to let I'm going to let Vladimir Putin go do whatever he wants to do. And Congress is about to let him do whatever he wants in Ukraine by not passing the Senate passed bill. They're about to let him do whatever he wants when it comes to killing, uh, his, you know, opponents in his own country and buildings weapon systems by saying, oh, well, Mike Turner just went off the reservation and started talking about these things publicly. Here's the thing. It is very unusual for the House Intelligence Committee to brief all members of Congress on anything. I was the House Intelligence Committee for two years. It happened one time in the lead up to Pfizer reauthorization. As far as I'm aware, it's only happened a handful of times ever in history. Um, and then for the for the chairman to come out and talk about it in public in, in, in a way that at least mentioning the serious national security threat um, is highly significant. By the way, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, Congressman Turner, Chairman Turner is is sort of one of these wild eyed MAGA folks or some right. progressive Democrat who's trying to, you know, spin up something. He's a very sober, cautious person. He made a clear decision to talk about what he thought was a very serious threat to our country. 
um, even and, and keeping it classified. So I worry a lot about what's going on right now, and I worry that Congress, because of our own domestic politics, isn't ready to act, and that's embarrassing and troubling for our nation. Jones, this news uh, about the weapons system and about Navalny comes as as the House of Representatives has now received from the Senate uh, an aid package to help Ukraine, also Israel and Taiwan. But the big controversial issue really is uh, assistance to Ukraine. What are your thoughts about how these developments could impact what the House is going to do with respect to aid to Ukraine? I mean, I just want to step back for one second to, to Jamil's point. I think that if I was an average American reading the newspaper, I would have, if I had faith in Congress and our in our political leaders, I'd have even less today, right? You're, you have this back and forth. You've got a vague national security threat. And who knows what that means, right? Before the White House came out, you've got members of Congress, including his own party leadership, you know, um, the House leadership saying there's actually, it's not a threat. You don't, Americans, literally the clip from Mike Johnson is you don't have to worry. There's nothing to worry about, which to me is concerning if I ever saw political leaders say that. And you have other Congress, you know, folks saying they've been tracking the issue, the White House mad because it's the preemptive, you know, they're doing a declassification system. And so I would be sitting there thinking, is there a threat? Should I be worried? Is like the sky going to fall and nobody's telling me for a reason? And so I think that's frightening. And on the backside, you know, you've got then folks thinking it's timed up with, you know, the Ukraine, you know, Ukraine aid, that's, you know, Turner or other folks trying, you know, it's always so convenient that this national, 30, national security threat is being announced as it looks like the House is not going to move forward on the Senate bill. There's also the Pfizer reauthorization. And so there's a lot of folks that are, are seeing ties in between that. There's also talk on the Hill on slim down versions of aid going to Ukraine or Israel. And so it's really hard, you know, to know what the House is going to do. But there is now this this issue that wasn't here at the start of the week that's weighing down. Um, and so, you know, Tucker Carlson aside, no one's I'm hoping Congress isn't paying attention to that grocery store clip, but they can't really get out of this conversation right now when it comes to anti-satellite um, capabilities. Morgan, what's your reaction to this amazing news that um, food is very affordable in Moscow and they have the technology to you can unplug the cart? Uh, and use a cart to gather your food, and then you can scan the items before you pay for them. What what are, what are your thoughts about Tucker Carlson today? Yeah, I'm not going to dignify that. Oh, okay. No, I'm not going to go there. Um, I will. Later. I will. Nice, nice day, Les. Um, I will say, um, going back to, to Jamil's point and, and touching on um, what Jess so articulately stated, um, look, what what is old is is new again, I think, in, in foreign policy in this past week. Um, Mike Turner um, is a longtime supporter of U.S. assistance to Ukraine. That is no surprise. He was ju just led a delegation to Ukraine um, early in February. I know he's now back. Um, he's headed off to, to, to Munich. Um, I, I do think it, this was a very interestingly timed announcement. You know, he comes back from Ukraine. He gets this intelligence. Um, and he, he clearly shares it um, and wants to ensure that it is declassified so that um, the American public and, you know, his caucus um, are aware of, of, of these threats, which, you know, may or may not be imminent. Um, but I, I think it's, it's genuinely an attempt to sort of nudge the caucus in a direction to, to supporting Ukraine, to sort of bolstering the fact that, you know, Russia is a threat. Russia is something... It, we should be taking Putin seriously here and that R Russia is not just a threat to Ukraine, but it's a threat to, to the United States as well. On the on the actual, you know, nukes in space issue. Look, we, we've heard about nukes in space for, for a long time. They're not necessarily anything new. I think they're fairly unsophisticated right now. They're very clumsy in the fact that, you know, they doesn't they don't really um 
you send them up, you blow them up, and then they take out all satellites, including including Russian, including the United States. So I don't think we're we're at a level of sophistication yet. We need to be like you know really really seized and concerned about this. But I think it is a it is demonstrative of the fact that Russia is progressing. Russia in in this technology, they are looking to challenge the United States um, in in new theaters. And so this is something that we should absolutely. Um, be work, Congress should be working with the department on, they should be working with, you know, the commercial industry to find solutions to, 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 to these challenges. So I think this, uh, this kind of burst of news from, from Putin, some of which is quite horrifying, particularly with respect to Navalny, uh, is going to change the dynamic in the house. I think we're more likely to see the house doing the right thing on Ukraine. I am, I granted, I am seeing the glasses half full here, but I think people are seeing Russia for what it really is. Uh, notably also, uh, in the last few hours, uh, Vladimir Putin has weighed in on who his favorite candidate is for president of the United States, uh, reminding everyone that Russia has interfered in U.S. elections in the past and what a, a really uh, real force for evil in the world Russia can be. OK, he said, that's wait, a wrap. He said, wait, wait, who's he his favorite presidential joke. candidate? You, 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 he said Biden. Biden. <laughs> Biden. It's a joke. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's. I, this whole thing last. I mean, the, Putin saying his favorite candidate is Joe Biden, Tucker Carlson interviewing Vladimir Putin and then going around this, this supermarket. It is an embarrassment. It's pathetic. It's, it's, it's shocking. And everyone, everyone should watch the Tucker Carlson clip and then laugh at Tucker Carlson and mock him because that's what he deserves. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. It's amazing how one person has kind of, one American has kind of per personified the ridiculousness of this situation and may actually move Congress in the exact opposite direction of what he's been intending for a while. Okay, that is a wrap. Thanks so much to Devlin Burney, Claude Jennings, and the NSI staff for the help in producing today's episode. Join us again on Monday, February 19th for another episode of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you smart fast on the National Security and Foreign Policy Debate Shake up America. Fault Lines is now on YouTube, where you can see the amazing carpentry skills of one Stephen Vigna. So I strongly urge you to check us out on YouTube for a video of today's episode. If you like what you heard or saw, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.